Welcome, my real wellness friend. I am so glad you're here as we're talking about slow and savor today for intuitive eating. I spoke at a business event on mindful eating and productivity, and the attendees, they all agreed that, yeah, this has been their experience. If you take a mindful lunch break, you are more productive in the afternoon. You're recharged. You're ready to engage more effectively with coworkers, with customers, whomever. If, however, you work while you're eating, you're distracted, you're tired, you're fuzzy thinking in the afternoon. So we're not just going to talk about productivity in this episode. We're going to be talking about mindful eating, the slow and savor part of this. But I want to tell you right off the bat, it is going to help your work and your productivity and your effectiveness when you do this. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind. And you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author. And I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. I'm getting ready to lead a seven-day challenge with intuitive eating, so make sure that you're following me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the places so that you can launch with us when that happens. This is a time I want you to be learning about intuitive eating, be using the questions that I'm giving you in the last two episodes, in this episode and next episode, but I also want you to experience this, and we're going to experience it together in a seven-day challenge, so be watching for this. With intuitive eating and slow and savor, our culture in the U.S. and probably in a lot of the Western world is way different than other countries and other cultures with food and especially working lunches. One of my clients, she travels the world in different capacities. I'm not going to get into her work because that would reveal too much of who she is. But anyway, so it's somebody who travels the world when her work. And when she does, she really notices the difference in how working lunches are handled in different cultures. She said one of the things that blew her mind, one of the first times this happened for her was there was this lunch that was catered in and everybody filled up their their plate with food and then she expected like would normally happen in the in a US setting that okay we've got our food we take a few bites and then we get right into work she said they didn't do that they were talking about family they were talking about the food itself which is a huge thing in so many cultures and is so good for us if you're not doing that as an intuitive eater to begin really paying attention to the food itself And she said they would be talking about the food, talking about just things, not strategizing about business. Maybe they were talking a little bit of something with business, but not really working. And she said once the dessert and the coffee was brought out, that was when they actually started moving toward the agenda. And then when the food was put away, they focused on what the meeting was about. And she said it was amazing how focused and productive that they all were how refreshed they all were, how sharp their minds were. Well, yeah, because they had just had a 45-minute break. And if you have just been talking about family stuff and personal stuff and you know interacting with your colleagues that way, you can disagree on things related to work and 
people are not as likely to take it personally because this is not just somebody I'm here at work with. This is a real human being. That is that is really something I would love to see begin happening in more and more workplaces when we have working lunches that the lunch part of it, we're actually eating lunch. So it's important for the workplace. It's important personally from a physical standpoint because we know, research is very clear, that when we eat distracted, we eat 10% more calories than we need. And I remember for myself, I was at this 10-day personal retreat. It was one of my first times doing this. And I had every meal at the table and no distractions. It was my only distraction was watching the birds outside. Number one, I was very, very calm because of that after my lunches. And number two, I was sliding around in my jeans after that. because, And this was just after 10 days because... Every meal I would finish and I wouldn't be going, oh, well, I'm going to eat a little something else or nibble on a little something else because I was reading a book or watching something or whatever. And I'm not saying that you have to do this 100% of the time, but the more you do it, the better off you're going to be. And this is because food is not just fuel. Drives me crazy when I see people po- you know, post something like, Food is fuel. That's all it is. No, there is a psychological and a pleasurable experience component of food. There's also people connecting. I've had families that they're they're healthier families mentally and emotionally together because they're reconnecting over a meal instead of everybody eating with their devices going. The other thing that slow and saver is going to do mentally is it teaches you you are more important than what you achieve. If every time you're eating a meal, you are checking email and working through proposals or doing whatever, what you are telling yourself and your actions teach you what to believe, what you're telling yourself is that this project is more important than me. This achievement of whatever it is I'm working on is more important than me taking 15 minutes to enjoy myself and have some a pleasurable experience with the food. Mentally, you also are training your brain in mindfulness. And this is something even now, whenever I feel like I need a boost in my mindfulness practice, I put extra focus on mindful eating because you can turn your meal time into a mindful practice time. How do you do that? I'm going to give you a few tips. Number one, look at, and also these are things you can do while you're still having a conversation with people. You don't have to go off by yourself and do this as a mindful practice. You can, it's really good to be able to do this while you're interacting with other people. Look at the colors of your food. This one's such a good one. This next one is ask yourself, what's my next favorite bite? Take that bite, savor it, enjoy it, and then ask yourself, what's my next favorite bite? Discuss the food more than you discuss the news. So discuss the food itself. Maybe try to pick out what the seasonings are or what the herbs are. Notice how the flavor intensity decreases as the meal progresses. That's something that's going to lead us into the stopping when we're satisfied, which is what I'm going to be talking about in our next episode. So notice when the flavor intensity decreases Notice which textures and temperatures that you prefer. Do you like things hot, spicy? I've got one client that she's like, everything she wants is spicy. And as long as it's spicy, she'll eat it. So if you're looking at such and such is really good for me, and I know that I need to eat more of it because of health, 
And it's like, well, but it's not my favorite. Well, maybe there's a spice or a temperature. Maybe you don't like it chilled, but you like it hot, that kind of thing. Pay attention to your body. This one gets super woo. I won't say woo woo, but it's more of like traditional mindfulness thing. It's pay attention to your body's movements as you cut the food, as you bring it to your mouth. This one, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing this. Nobody has to know you're doing this, but you're just mentally paying attention to that. This one is a lot of fun. And it's something that I try occasionally, even though I end up making a mess of my food sometimes. So maybe you don't want to do this one when you're, or you're around other people, at least initially. If you usually eat American style, so you have the fork and the knife, you're cutting them, you're cutting them, you're cutting your meat or cutting whatever with fork and a knife, and then you move the fork back into your right hand and you eat with your right hand versus a European style, go with the tines down. And the on the fork. Hope you can picture what I'm talking about. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure somebody's made a YouTube episode of difference between American versus European style. So take take a switch for a time practicing eating the other way, whichever way you normally eat. Three questions for you to think about when you're thinking about slow and savor. So as you go through this next week, Pick one of these to pay attention to, in addition to the mindful eating practices that I just talked about. Number one, why do you feel like you need to multitask while you're eating? What's going on? And I'm not, again, we're not all or none on this. There might be a situation once in a blue moon that there's a deadline and you're famished. Please eat while you're finishing up that deadline. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about on a every meal, every day basis. Why do you feel the need to multitask while you're eating? Number two, when do you take a break without food? Do you ever take a break without food? Do you feel guilty for taking a break without food? You know, so it's three o'clock in the afternoon, you need a brain break. Do you feel guilty for taking 10 minutes to just go out in the sunshine and take a break? Or do you feel like, no, the only legit reason to take a break is to eat? And then number three, If you eat fast, so this is the slow part of slow and savor. If you eat fast, meaning less than 20 minutes, do you notice if you then get over full? Because it takes 20 minutes for the brain, for the stomach to tell the brain, hey, I've got enough food. And sometimes if you cram in food really fast, you end up eating more than what your body actually needed. And you're just like, oh my gosh, now I'm stuffed. So pay attention to that. Ask yourself that as you go through the week. Pick one of those questions try something out for a mindful eating practice. And next week, we're going to be talking about stopping when we're satisfied. Follow me on the socials so that you can dive into that seven-day challenge coming up. Talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential. 